Hello. Oh, hi there. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you feeling? Cozy. Right now. That's probably the banquet. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that gives peace to people out there. If you've not taken a few deep breaths today, just do it. Just do it. Every podcast we bring a different tone. So... And this tone is lying on the bed so that we don't move enough to make the bed squeak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this bed's definitely seen something. <laughs> it's got a history that we don't know about. It's a mysterious dark horse. We tried doing the maths last night and it was scarring for everyone involved. Just context for the listeners, it basically feels like we're doing an adult sleepover at the moment right now. <laughs> All we need is like face masks and to talk about boys. Oh yeah. Mm, maybe have a pillow fight. I'm trying to think. This is a bit too American <laughs> teen movie. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. That's about it. Yeah, we've even got the box one. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a real time travel capsule moment because our previous episode was recorded a few hours ago. <laughs> Just for banking. So people are going to hear the before and after of our banquet, the but with excitement. Like in between. Yeah, I love this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come along for the chaos. Don't ask for anything more. It's only because you're going travelling and this way we can mm. keep up with our uploading schedule. Yeah. Like I said, we're making it up as much as the next person, you know. I think other people have it more together. I do think they do. I could bet money that they don't. Because the Tony and Ryan podcast, they used to record five episodes in a day. That's insane to me. I think oh, no, it was four episodes in a day. Until they like quit their daytime jobs they were doing, just recording all a Saturday. Tony edited all a Sunday and then they worked full-time during the week. I can't imagine the level of burnout they'd feel after speaking peppy for yeah. five hours, knowing it was going to be publicised. I think that's why they always joke that they don't really edit them. Right. Because <laughs> I don't think I could spend the whole day listening to my voice. So what you're hearing now, ladies and gents, is a, a completely unedited version. Raw footage. Yeah, maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah. I'll save myself from mental pain that is listening to my own Just press release. Yeah, because I don't need to edit this one because we're together. Yeah. I'm safe. It is my life, okay? Let's be really mess up. That's true. Well, the alarm that went off last night goes off again. Yeah, so for context, we're having a sleepover in Bristol, basically. Having a glorified podcast recording sesh with a bit of yeah. food, with a lot of food, wine, <laughs> a bit of browsing of Bristol Travel thrown prep. in. Yeah. <laughs> Look how many boxes we're ticking. Most efficient holiday anyone's ever been on. Yeah. I just want to sit down and question our neighbours in this hotel and just query what they think we're doing with our lives all day. I don't... I can't hear them, though. Neither can I. Maybe we're the only ones in this hotel. Imagine that. That would explain a lot. Yeah. Explain very dark, weird airstreams on the roof. There's four caravans on the roof for any (laughs) context needed. Like four stories up. With fake grass. Just And no light. But it's a real, I've said this before, it's like a 2009 Big Brother recording house. There's like grass sofas outside. Yeah. Flamingo pink in any piece of furniture is very 2000s, I think. Mm. It's a weird vibe. Yeah. When you walk in, you think it's a spa, and then it's suddenly more like a jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With a graffiti bin store in the corner. The real retro vibe, I think. Mm. Yeah. So now we've given some contextual. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> People couldn't track us down. It's a good job this won't be released for weeks. We'll be in very different areas by then, so we're safe. Yeah. We can even give the postcode if you fancy. <laughs> Leave a bookings.com review. <laughs> I think I would recommend this hotel. If it cleaned a bit more. Yeah. Then I don't want more hair in the shower when I get there. That's not my own. Yeah. Fair. Okay, so should we move on to what we're going to talk about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
now that we've had a therapy session to unpack our yes a few hours which we haven't even really talked about the fact that once we arrived back from our all-you-can-eat banquet our global worldwide all-you-can-eat banquet of every cuisine we don't need to travel we've saved thousands yeah today, really, there's a life hack it. for you for any skin students out there yeah. just go to a global banquet see Look the world pictures of the world whilst you're there yeah do a powerpoint a powerpoint slide of good photos you can even just talk to all the people there think of the climate saving tools (laughs) i think we've just broken the system here you can book those tables from last august (laughs) the woman today at trail finders when i told her about the fact i want to go to bali in july that's the one best time to book for flights or something she was like last august and i realized after i left that you physically can't book flights for this july last august maybe book them like nine or ten months in advance yeah she was really gaslighting our travel naivety i think just exploiting it a bit too far yeah. I think it must have been a slow day for her. She had like gullible. 90, how many did she have? Like 56, 92 calls waiting? Yeah. yeah. Maybe she was just prolonging the inevitable, picking up the phone. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? Right, should we move on to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our topic of today? Yeah. Okay, so we're coming at this from two different angles, and I feel like this is interesting, especially now moving into new conversations about how I mean so many people say everyone should have therapy Mm. but people who've only had therapy have said everyone should have therapy (laughs) and I find that so interesting from no place of judgment just fascination more than anything that Mm. they find it so useful so you've had therapy I've never had it and I feel like that's a good discussion point yeah because I've been in and out of various different types of therapy and counselling since I was like 16 Mm. because at first I went to a school counsellor yeah, because my teacher so I needed it. Okay. Um, but she is for the lower school, so she could only give me like three or four sessions. Right. Which I can't say were hugely useful because by session two, she told me that there was a more urgent case of like one of the lower school students, and she couldn't Step see me. Aside. Even though I was sat in that office waiting for her, and then she just never made made another appointment with me. Wow. And then I've had lots of NHS therapists from when you like contact the doctor and say you need them mm-hmm. and then I've had two at uni because like the disabled student allowance gives you ah. a, kind of make an assessment and then depending on your assessment see how many hours you'd need of, or like how many hours of support they'll pay you so they decided I could have up to 60 hours of support a year wow <laughs> yeah that was what they said <laughs> and then so I had two therapists whilst I was at uni because one of them left whilst I was there. Okay. Not because of me, just... <laughs> <laughs> she just didn't come back. Um, and so, yeah, I've had a variety. Interesting. I'd love to start off just by asking you, so do you think the structure in which you started having therapy within an educational one and mm-hmm. moved on to different education-based therapists have you noticed a difference especially if they've been different types of therapy i found the nhs ones particularly useless really they have to do a lot of kind of safety checks on you okay so if you're a danger to yourself if you're a danger to harming yourself or if you're a danger to harming other people Mm -hmm. you've had any kind of intrusive or dangerous thoughts in the last few weeks 
and towards yourself or other people and then they set you homework and you also have to use an app and it's a lot of work and so you have like half an hour 40 minutes with these therapists wow and they spend half an hour going through all the safety checks with you just admin yeah wow and it's a complete waste of time and so i think having those just I didn't I've just stopped turning up to them mm. even though they were phone calls really I just didn't because the app is called like silver cloud or something okay it's just completely useless to me as a concept <laughs> I think it can be really useful for some people and I'm just not one of those people mm. so you have to work through different work sets and do different things and learn different things and then they like quiz you on them to make sure you've learned them and right. I think as like a solution to depression, that's probably not the one to go for. Tasks. Yeah. yeah. And like things you have to do and be motivated to do. And it's not really something for anxiety either. Mm. And also they can only give you up to six sessions. So right. again, like you have six sessions with one and that's the end of it. If you don't mm. even if you need more of that don't really help. You. Yeah. And then one of them was like a student nurse, so she also had to do like questions for her coursework on me, which was also very odd. Um, yeah, it's an odd experience. And was that talking therapy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, you never get like a proper diagnosis. Each one will give you a different diagnosis, but none of them are actually on your medical records as a diagnosis, because oh. it's not like an official diagnosis that you've been to the doctor and they've given you. Okay. So there's lots of loopholes, there's lots of shortcuts, Yeah. essentially, within this system of therapy yeah. through NHS. Yeah. Wow. And I suppose then with the university, did you find those particularly useful? Because there's so much in the air about how universities need to sort of crack on yeah. with mental health support and how it's fundamentally lacking I don't know how it is if you don't have the DSA like student funding mm-hmm. um, because they do a lot of support and they gave me like a laptop and a printer and printing allowance and mm. loads of things as like educational support but um, they yeah they also paid for all the therapy counselling kind of thing wow. Um, and they're really good because they will give you a counsellor at the uni that's kind of with the uni but a private person and that person will still be able to contact all your tutors if there's a problem and like put things in place for you and give you all the information you need about uni but you can also choose to have someone completely unassociated with the uni so if you Mm -hmm. have a therapist you're seeing at home you can still use those hours and they pay them and things like that wow so there's a definite structure yeah they're sort of lacking elsewhere yeah interesting yeah and I find those a lot better and I'm still seeing the counselling therapist person that I saw at uni like Mm. after uni which I think is that's amazing probably a good thing yeah because then you form those connections you form those shared bonds with each other shared knowledge yeah because I've been seeing her now for over a year wow and those are such specific relationships. I've read a lot about how therapist and client dynamics can often be wholly different. Yeah. But it's quite 
a precious relationship, really, because you are sharing your deepest, darkest inner thoughts and experiences with a a stranger, essentially. That's their role. Yeah, because when you meet them, they are a complete stranger Mm. and you ask you really intense questions. Yeah. Because I met this therapist almost exactly a year ago. Wow. Um, End of this month, it'll be like a year. So it was just after I'd started back for like the last term of third year mm-hmm. and just after my tutor had died and things like that and so straight away she's like oh tell me how the last few weeks have been and like you tell her all these things and it's like wow you're you were a complete stranger to me half an hour ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now you know everything that's happened to me in the last six weeks yeah but it's funny how that distance remains really because they stay there as a professional yeah figure and I know next to nothing about my therapist personal mm, life. Mm. With the last one, like, I knew a bit about her daughter and what her daughter does and like things like that. But with this one, I don't really know anything about her. Do you find that comforting, though, having that sort of clear divide? It makes me feel quite guilty. Really? She knows so much about me and I know <laughs> nothing about her. Even though it's a professional capacity. Yeah, like, that's what I'm paying her for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a service. Yeah, I'm not paying to be her therapist. Mm, mm-hmm. I know she has her own therapist, or used to have her own therapist. Really? Which I find very interesting. Yeah. That must be very specific training to... Be a therapist, therapist. therapist. Yeah. yeah. But it makes sense. Oh, but then God, who's the yeah. therapist, therapist, therapist? It's a vicious cycle again. <laughs> Is that me? <laughs> Without knowing. Start at the beginning of the file again. It's one of my friends is my therapist, therapist, and I'm just part of this loop. Yeah. Goes in cycles. Mm. Mm, that was really interesting. Have you ever considered having therapy? Or is it something you've wanted to have, or do you not feel you need it? Or? I can definitely understand the benefit of just voicing internalised thoughts Mm. whether that be in a friendship context, whether you're voicing that to friends, family or under a more professional circumstance and I think some of the tools that therapists provide or that I've heard about that they encourage you to use can only be of benefit, definitely I mean if the general noise of people saying everyone should have therapy. I'm not going to discount that. There clearly is some benefits. <laughs> and you hear so many testimonies of people saying therapy changed my life, therapy changed my life. Mm. And there's quite a bizarre snobbery around it, I think. Yeah. Or I what think... I've experienced before, even just hearing stories or talking to people. It's a really strange initial judgment I find people sometimes have on it. Mm which I don't understand entirely. Okay. And I think people always assume that you can only have therapy if something really awful's mm. happened to you. Mm-hmm. And like only people who've had really traumatic childhoods could possibly need therapy and things like that. And I know that even within people I'm close to, that's kind of an opinion that why would you have therapy if nothing really traumatic has happened to you or oh, like, talking therapy doesn't actually do anything. Mm. But I agree that just having that outlet once every two weeks for an hour where I don't need to care what the other person thinks or the other person's not really meant to have an opinion is actually so helpful. must be so freeing as well. Yeah, because I could talk to her about anything. Wow. And 
Yeah, she doesn't judge me for it. Yeah, yeah. I could tell her I've slept with all of Bristol. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> and how did that make you feel? And I'm like, that's what I really need. Yeah, and even that question, once you've said a statement or an experience, how did it make you feel? You don't naturally lean to that as just an unconscious inclination. You're no. not going through a feeling or an experience and then reflecting and thinking, I mean, maybe some people do, but... Maybe that takes years of therapy to naturally <laughs> progress to that. But That's the therapist, therapist, therapist. <laughs> yeah. Lost in metaphor now. Yeah. But the fact that you go, okay, how did that make me feel? Yeah. That is almost revolutionary, really. Yeah, and just having someone to talk to that listens to how that actually has made you feel mm. makes such a massive difference. Because obviously I can talk to you or literally anyone I know and be like, I've had this thing and it's made me feel this way. Yeah. And obviously everyone will try and help you and talk to you about it, but you can't, like, rely on that person for it. Like, that's a very unhealthy kind of connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Um, you almost want to keep relationships for other experiences sometimes as well. And even when I was in a relationship, I probably told my therapist more than Mm. my partner. Which maybe could have some flaws, but... I think it's like a trust thing as well. Yeah. That you just, I don't know, I innately just trust my therapist. Whereas yeah. like a partner is obviously a completely different relationship and mm. you kind of, it's more of a long term thing. Yeah. So you slowly build up those trusts and boundaries and things like that. And the therapist is a completely different thing. Mm, it's almost self preservation, self protection, yeah. really. Because under a therapist's roof you can allow yourself to be wholly vulnerable Mm. and you're sort of encouraged to do that but I think you can feel quite scared to do that outside of the therapist's office really (laughs) if you're connecting with just a I mean you can have the most solid secure relationship in any context whether that be friendship whether that be relationships but maybe there's still even sides of you that you'd hold back because of being scared to be completely vulnerable yeah and that's almost that that's so natural yeah i think being completely vulnerable in a relationship is probably so difficult to do mm-hmm. and like i know i find that really difficult and people that i've been in a relationship with find that really difficult and so i think yeah i do really agree with the fact that everyone should have therapy yeah <laughs> because Again, people I've been in relationships with, I think those relationships would have been so much better and healthier. It might still have been in a relationship with those people now if the other person had been in therapy. Interesting. But it's just coping mechanisms to deal with life as yeah. well. And I think people, again, speaking about people in past relationships, have really struggled to kind of set boundaries. Mm. And I know I'm really bad at setting boundaries. <laughs> like I'm not being like I'm up on my high horse. <laughs> I know exactly how to do all of this stuff. But they could have solved so many problems if they just kind of thought three seconds longer yeah. about things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Establish those boundaries rather than just panicking about it. Mm, and having the tools to do that and knowing how yeah. to proactively do that. Because it's one thing like and this is maybe the stance I'm coming from at the moment not have ever having had therapy about knowing what needs to change or knowing what needs to shift but not but having a gap between 
your current self and knowing what you need to do and the gap in between being well how do I execute that yeah and I feel like therapy just could solve those big gaps and join the dots together and also I think every therapist I've had has taught me different kind of coping techniques Mm. so one of them is you have to like sit up really straight and put your hand like on your stomach okay and then once you're relaxed kind of count how many times how many seconds between like inhaling and exhaling you do wow and then if you find yourself kind of getting panicky or like not being able to breathe kind of having a panic attack or just kind of overstimulated and overwhelmed yeah you can then breathe to that kind of like pattern and it sounds really stupid because you're like oh you'll just breathe normally then (laughs) you're fine if you just breathe normally it's obviously completely different because you've got to kind of focus on Mm. it and so I use that all the time if I'm at work and there's something that I'm finding really stressful and I know people are needing it from me soon and I just can't do it and someone's explained it to me and I still just can't work it out yeah and I, I could just ask them again, but obviously everyone else has got their stuff to do. If I just kind of sit there and just, even with my eyes open, just kind of do that breathing for a few minutes, mm. no one notices. No one can. <laughs> no. But it makes such a difference. Or if I can't sleep and I'm working myself up because I can't sleep, if I do that breathing for a few minutes, I fall asleep whilst I'm doing that. Wow. And it makes a massive difference. Yeah. And that's the technique you learned through therapy. Yeah. Wow. Well, like one of my therapists at the moment reads stories, which are really sounds they are meant for children. Mm-hmm. But it's like hot air balloon stories. So, and like each one's different. And so one's a hot air balloon, one's like a river, and it's like washing away wow. your like stress and anxieties and things. But it's all done through breathing as well. Mm. And it's amazing how impactful your breathing is just to literally anything wow and that ties into so many different areas as well even just knowing how to function in your body knowing how to utilize things that you do unconsciously Mm. for the better yeah that not many people will know about at all it's almost like secrets that are being gatekept if you get what i mean It's such an interesting structure that probably needs to shift Mm. just for the improvement of the population, (laughs) really. (laughs) Cracked it. so calm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, with the breathing, I know, for example, if I want to try and get, like, a really slow breathing, like, if I'm trying to get to sleep, I'll inhale for six seconds and then exhale for six seconds. Mm. And if... I just need to like calm down. I do it for like four or five seconds. Wow. But what a lot of people will say is to like breathe in for five seconds, hold it for five seconds, or release for five seconds. And my mum and dad do that a lot with me when I'm having a panic attack or something and mm-hmm. I'm burning them. And obviously, it does help, but what my one therapist said is like, that's not how you breathe normally. So why would you do it then? Yeah. Like, you don't breathe in for five seconds, hold it for five seconds, release when <laughs> you're just breathing in your everyday life. So why would you use that to kind of calm yourself down? Yeah. Wow. So when you take your therapy or things you've learned from a therapy session into like a family dynamic, have any of your family had therapy or can you sort of have that shared experience or are you coming from an informed place <laughs> really 
no one in my direct family has had therapy, mm. like my parents or my brother. My dad's had like one therapy session, but no one else has had therapy. Yeah. Um, but my aunt is in regular therapy. She has therapy like once or twice a month. And um, my uncle has been in therapy before. Wow. So a quite a mixed bag of experiences within that. I think we're a very mixed bag of kind of mental states in my family. <laughs> and kind of upbringings and life experiences yeah. that have contributed in different ways. Do you ever find yourself reporting back with sort of techniques that you've learned? No, no. my family's too stubborn for that. <laughs> <laughs> my mum and dad are really good. They take it on board and like do their own research and stuff, but mm. I wouldn't go to my wider family and be like, I've learnt this in therapy. Sure, fair. Yeah. Do you tend to ever... If you've had an especially good therapy session, do you find that moment is just for yourself or do you tend to share that moment maybe um, with close people in your life? Or is it quite a self-reflection, self-reflective? I think it depends quite a lot on what... If it's like a new technique that I've learned or something that she said that made me really kind of think about something, I'll share that with mm, Share with the group, please. We're <laughs> <laughs> not gatekeeping <laughs> And also, if there's something I really don't want to do, and for some reason I'm still doing it, and my therapist says, why, why are you doing that? Sure. Like, oh, why am I doing that? <laughs> yeah. Like, then I usually just be like, I was going to do that, and now I'm not, because my therapist told me I didn't need to. Does anyone in your family have therapy? Been no. therapy? No. So we all, I guess, it's just finding coping techniques that work yeah. for you, really, and sort of discovering what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And even think, I think getting to know myself without structure in my life, which mm. most students will face post-graduation, <laughs> yeah. like really getting to know yourself without yeah. distraction, has been interesting, enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> And I have found the process of talking to people, whoever that may be, so useful. Mm. I mean, it's not a new idea to sort of <laughs> speak about problems you face. Yeah. But even the process of doing that, can I, I can physically feel lighter, mm. which is wild. Yeah, I think it makes a massive difference of who you talk to. Yeah. Because some people you'll talk to them, and they have very kind of monotone answers. It's like I'm, I ha I'm having a panic attack, or I'm feeling really panicky about this. And they're like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll talk to you later then. It's like okay, I won't be phoning you again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas other people, like, will really genuinely listen and like ask you about it a few weeks later. Mm. Which, especially in, like breakups and things, like those aren't. People will talk to you about it for a few weeks and like kind of sympathise. And then after a while, they just kind of, I, like, very normally and <laughs> perfectly acceptable, just kind of forget about it, which is, you know, how life is. Yeah. I don't remember lots of things about my friends. But for the person going through it, that's still happening for months afterwards. Definitely. And then there's those people who will still ask you about it and. Mm see how you're doing and things like that and it makes a massive difference those moments are glorious because you do feel like you're just being seen yeah without having to explain yourself yeah yeah 
and that yeah isn't always a therapist that can just be like a friend or a family exactly member. yeah I think that's a reminder just to check in with your loved ones <laughs> yeah. absolutely like a public service announcement that never risk us go do it now pause it immediately <laughs> yeah. go check like, in have a list yeah check in with today. yeah you check in with yourself too Absolutely. That's some solid life advice there. Yeah. That's the best we've given on this podcast. <laughs> Actively go do it now, please. <laughs> look in the mirror. Yeah, Speak to yourself. How are you doing? <laughs> in a less Joey Tribbiani way. Yeah, but with the truly, with the true intentions of wanting to know the answer as well, mm. I think. Because those passing comments of how are you doing can be so mind-numbing when you don't want the answer. Yeah, there's one guy who I know from uni. We work on the same road. Okay. I see him probably most mornings. And he he walks down the hill as I'm walking up the hill. Because I don't know where he parks. Because he doesn't park in the cheap car park like everyone else does. It's a discussion point. Or maybe it's the train. That doesn't make sense. But um, completely unrelevant to everyone else's lives. And um, we always walk past each other. I'm like, hi, how are you? And just no, neither of us stop. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Such just a British trait. Walking past each other, smiling. Like, hi, good morning, how are you? And the other day, we stopped and talked because we both went, both happened to be in boots at the same time. Mm. Wild stuff happened. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> and um, we kind of stopped and had a conversation. I realised I don't actually know his name. <laughs> But you do know how he's doing great every morning. Yeah. He's doing good. Yeah. Every morning. Yeah. Mm. I know things about him from uni. I couldn't tell you his name. I don't think I could tell you what hair colour he has right now. <laughs> it's either blonde or brown. Okay. It's not ginger. It's not black. <laughs> but you have a mood update every day from yeah. there. Yeah. Has it always been the same or how are you doing good because i feel like wording questions like that can be so interesting how are you feeling no it's always like oh hi how are you how are you mm. in a very like high-pitched like almost customer service <laughs> <laughs> you're doing your check-ins for the day though take yeah that's true it comes down to the authenticity so thing as well. On my tick list. <laughs> <laughs> Yet to be confirmed. Blonde slash brown guy. <laughs> who, who works in this place. Mm, yeah. Uh, That's the thing, though. Knowing when to open up. Mm. So he could open up to you, this brown hair slash blonde hair yeah. fella. But under which context? Mm. and that's okay and I feel like sometimes I can definitely skew that the wrong way maybe I'm finding the wrong outlets or just a vague acquaintance will hear about how terrible the day has been yeah I do find that if you're having a really awful day and you see someone you mildly know and they stay like oh hi how are you you just need someone to tell (laughs) the floodgates open yeah Mm -hmm. it can be literally anyone yeah, and that's why I always say just a pair of listening ears is such a gift you can give to people. And that's what I l- always say yeah. to anyone in my life. Like, I can be your set of ears because I know <laughs> how valuable it is. Yeah, and like sending voice notes to Hugh, I always find so helpful. <laughs> like last week when it was just such a shit week for everyone in my family. Like, there's no point going to a different family member because 
they're going through it with you and yeah. they don't have the mental space to deal with that just being able to like vocalize those emotions to someone else yeah it's really helpful and even voice recording yeah. i've found some seriously <laughs> lengthy voice notes that i've just let i've just sent them to myself oh and I do think that helps too, just voicing it out yeah. loud. Because if you internalise and internalise and internalise, it gets a lot darker sometimes than it would be if you just voiced it initially. Yeah. And that's mm. when the spiralling happens. I go to an anxiety group at home and we do journaling. And that wow. actually, is, again, a very cliche thing. It's actually really helpful. This is the thing. Why is there so much cliche around actively trying to improve your mental health? Whether that be through journaling, whether that be through therapy mm. whether that be through all right self-care has taken a whacking yeah. in terms of reputation but really if you dig deep into those three things they're only positive mechanisms for improving your life mm. and it's like this anxiety group we um they have like a coffee machine there wow so we get to have coffee and hot chocolate and things if you want it amazing um like they just put out loads of pens and stuff and then everyone just sits there for an hour and a half in journals and That's if you want to talk you talk and if you don't sit in silence wow and then they do workshops they've done some cooking workshops recently and they had like a crochet person come a few months ago and they have jewelry making because the woman who runs it has like a jewelry shop and stuff like that how do you access these groups how it's just you... this one woman who is the same age as me wow in painting like relatively near to me at home and she's just set it up after lockdown it's like a place for people to come together I set it up in the first lockdown and because it was a support group it was allowed to continue like through all the lockdowns and now it runs like five days a week and has an under 18s group two days of those five and she has like a quite a large space that she runs these with that's so beautiful the fact that these spaces aren't a mandatory requirement to a county is so heart-wrenching she even has like government funding for it now so she pays herself like a full-time job what an angel yeah wow it's called girls against anxiety recommend they're on instagram they're very active on instagram and she's really sweet she's the nicest person wow Mm. i hope that spreads nationwide that's what she's trying to she's trying to come to bristol and do one here she said when i last saw her that she's trying to like set them up in different towns great and then, like, move around and set up another one which i think is amazing you need more angels like those in mm. the world wow i think everyone should go and like her follow go me. support absolutely yeah. and she shares lots of really useful information on mm. like that. yeah she's great and those places do exist, it's just about finding them. Even in Falmouth, there was a, a group similar to that. Oh, and it's usually that. individuals that inspire it or have experienced shared feelings. But if you just think that single woman is helping so many yeah. people just by giving a space to talk and yeah. to listen, and that's really all it boils down to. Therapy, non-therapy, sharing. It's yeah, it's just a resource that really, if you just had some more kind of people doing it or wanting to do it, it would be great. Yeah. This is her Instagram. Wow. Yeah, like her most recent post was walking into the new year with all the same anxieties and more, which I think is great because, yeah, she just posts a lot of things that make you feel a lot 
kind of more seen and mm. understood. Yeah. And they even go climbing together every Friday now. That's again like a local community project to support them. But like you can come every Friday for free and go climbing here and things like that. That's amazing. It's that bravery and that vulnerability as well. Yeah. Because you do have to be so brave to share it. But once you do, mm. you don't She's regret got over it. over a thousand people liking her page. Wow. And it's just, yeah. Things like that make such a big difference. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. Do you find that you do it, you have techniques that you'll do independent when you're away from therapy that you've developed yourself or you've found mechanisms that are healthy away from therapy? Um, I just need to blow Otherwise I'm just going to keep dabbing at it for hours. <laughs> I think the main one I do is just the breathing. Mm. Just knowing how many seconds I need to breathe for in which situations. And sometimes I meditate, but that's um, quite rare. My, okay. my uncle's been on that meal <laughs> and headspace again is such a like oh use headspace it's really good but I find when I can't sleep and I'm quite anxious about something they have like the ones where they read you to sleep and it's like wow. a different it changes every time like mm. slightly which yeah. I think is good because otherwise you just would die of boredom <laughs> And it's having those tools there. So even if you can't access therapy, maybe, even those apps like Headspace, mm. just otherwise it can be, you're in such a desperate fight or flight state usually in terms yeah. of panic that you don't quite know where to turn. Mm. Having those resources there is also, yeah. I'm realising I'm staring at you quite intently. <laughs> Unintense. Yeah, I think, because Headspace you get free with Spotify Student Premium. Wow. So you can have it free for that. And then otherwise, I think it's quite cheap each month. Mm. But they're also on Spotify. They have some things on Spotify. Um, and that's really good. I'm trying to think if I use anything else. I don't think I use anything else. Even Google as a resource. Because you can mm. find groups. You can find online resources. Or YouTube videos. Yes such a good there's like yoga with adrian and she does one that's called like yoga for anxiety and it's actually really it's, good i personally can vouch for this angel i love her with every fiber of my being her voice annoys me after a while it's got don't you dare say that <laughs> otherwise we're <laughs> gonna fall out <laughs> short and sweet <laughs> but yeah the point of the yeah story is there are that and it's knowing where to turn yeah I think also, because I had this discussion with, it could be my therapist, it could be my mum. <laughs> they merge into one. Um, no offence to either, they're both beautiful human beings. Um, not beautiful idiots, just beautiful human beings. And um, I was saying that I don't know anyone else who relies on their parents as much as I rely on my mum. <laughs> because... I just sometimes really need my mum because I'm working myself up into such a panic that I'm like, no one else can, like... Just hearing my mum's voice helps a lot of wow. the time. But most of my friends don't have that and, like, they'd have partners and things like mm. that. And then 
one of either my therapist or my mum pointed out that it's kind of just whoever you need in that time and whoever can be there for you and makes you feel better. Yeah. Really shouldn't matter who that is, if that's your boyfriend, your partner, your friend, your mum. Absolutely. Yeah, it's that comfort. Yeah. Yeah, and reassurance. And it's like, I have that with my granddad too. Mm. I can, if I just talk to him, he's necessary in like a state to know what I'm talking about or Mm. do anything about it it's just kind of hearing that voice really calms me Mm. and that can come in so many even a specific YouTube video that you refer (laughs) to in times dancing bears yeah there's so many examples (laughs) I'll try and share that on Instagram (laughs) it makes me so happy yeah and you found that Mm. and hold on to that tight and celebrate it do you have a person that can help you, like a thing, like a stupid Facebook video? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a specific example. Or any mechanisms to cope? I don't know how wanky this is going to sound, but it probably is, but I'm just going to own my truth. I'm running. I think it is an energy outlet thing yeah. when I can exude some of that in a particular yeah. setting really helps and it's those techniques as well some people find it in exercise some people find it in reading some Mm. people find it in meditation yeah i do find running very useful for that but i'm not talking track speeds (laughs) i'm talking very slow plodding down a pavement Mm. but that's fine yeah that's what works that's what it's not a competitive thing no (laughs) Finding ways to help yourself isn't a competition. No, I'm not on Usain's heels, put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I think what would be really good would be axe throwing. I think that would solve a lot of my problems. Yes, and it is an anger thing. And I think especially as women, we're told that you can't feel this anger. Like, we've been told to suppress it. But seeing those rage rooms or those anger rooms where you can just beat up a room that's my dream it's just an outlet and learning how to celebrate those feelings more than anything as opposed to try and dumb them down because anger is a thing i really struggle with Mm. things make me so angry (laughs) and i just don't know how to sort of like get over my anger process yeah i think i yeah just processing my emotions is quite difficult Mm. like i said to mum the other day when we got back from germany like i'm just feeling a lot of big emotions i can't work out how to deal with yeah and so i just drank a lot (laughs) outlet edited the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's tricky as well especially but that's quite a self-reflective thing to say Mm. really that you're self-aware enough to know that you're experiencing maybe heightened my friend described me a few months ago as either being really happy or really angry it's kind of one or the other the extreme states (laughs) (laughs) and i think that does apply quite often yeah but that's the same again like you'll know yourself throughout that is your biggest relationship you'll have throughout your life is knowing yourself you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) these are other people you can break up with them leave them abandon them disown them I annoy myself so often. <laughs> just need some space for my own being. If you seem Doctor Strange, where they can like <coughs> push you out of your physical body, 
No. And like the Marvel film Doctor Strange. That's what I need. Mm. I need to be separated from myself. But that's meditation, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a more reasonable, humane, <laughs> logical way of doing it. Yeah, getting shit faced. <laughs> that can be the next episode. <laughs> Is that unhealthy dependency <laughs> But I think even identifying mechanisms, whether they be healthy or maybe not so healthy, <laughs> is still quite a reflective process to go through. Yeah. Mm. And I think sometimes some things just happen where you need any outlet. It yeah. doesn't matter how yeah. that is formed as long as you have an outlet of some form that doesn't mean you're destroying yourself about it. Or harming others, Yeah, importantly too. Because yeah. when it becomes not only self-destructive, but destructive to the people around you, that's when things get really serious and mm. help is often needed. Yeah. Mm. I'm always an advocate for therapy. Absolutely. I mean, I know it's expensive, but it really does. You can't really put a price on your own mental health. Yeah. And this is why I think it's so interesting that we have to pay for sort of life-saving vital services Mm. or stay on months and months long waiting lists. It just seems so unfair Mm. that the whole structure is built like this. And also I think like finding someone you kind of click with mm. is really difficult and I've been really lucky that it just worked with the people that like I saw at uni. Yeah. And they were great, but the ones before that I didn't like. <laughs> and I just that's trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> Trialing. So go around. Do some taste tests. Dip your toes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do a little taster session. <laughs> See how you feel. Take a nibble. I've <laughs> <laughs> done hotel chocolate where they have the when they, before COVID when they brought around the like trays of little chocolates. The good old days. Mm. And that's the BC moment. I dream. <laughs> <laughs> what a revolutionary time we're living in. Maybe one day it'll exist where everyone just gets access to therapy. I wonder what world that will be. I don't think it's a Conservative Party. No, <laughs> absolutely not. You don't have to breathe that twice. Yeah. Maybe when we ta- start taking up politics, when our podcast takes off and we start forming a dictatorship and <laughs> <laughs> make everyone have free therapy. We'll take over the world. I think we could get a lot of support by having free therapy. Yeah, yeah. I don't see why not. Let's know. Yeah. Let's know in the comments. I think it's so different as well, because I've spoken to a few people who'll, where gender can so easily come down to that. So I know mm. a few people who only want female therapists or mm. people who only want male therapists, depending on what approach they want to take to, whether that be recovery or being vulnerable they find comfort it's where you find comfort yeah. and I think people find it in different people in different places that's probably quite like a mother thing mm, like a caring you, role yeah it's that you go for your a woman therapist I can't say I've ever really wanted one or the other I've just always mm. had women yeah and that was the thing they asked when the DSA allocated me a therapist or like a counsellor was do you want a man or a woman <laughs> 
Look at all of Bristol's glass. <laughs> that was the sesh last night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they asked me if I wanted a man or a woman, and I just didn't. It hadn't even occurred to me that I had a preference. Mm. And I mean, that that was what I needed to have. And I was like, yeah. no, I don't really care. And it can come down to experience as well. So if you are facing specific experiences, yeah. it goes across every spectrum of gender and every spectrum of sexuality really dependent on your experience and what you want to discuss Mm. what therapists can bring in terms of understanding from that yeah so if you have faced maybe harassment previously i think a therapist could come at it from different angles in Mm. terms of a shared understanding of things yeah that's so true Mm. I don't know. I don't know who I would prefer. Like, if I had to pick in a lineup who my therapist would be, <laughs> I wonder what kind of instinctive choices you make. Yeah. And I told you before, like, even my perception of therapy is lying horizontal <laughs> on a chaise long. So shedding. Has this entire episode <laughs> lying down because <laughs> you thought that's what you needed to do. And I have been lying down, I've got to say. It's very relaxing. It's also because we had to pick the position we'd be in for the entire podcast episode before pressing record. I'm going to have to do some serious percussion snapping on my back <laughs> once we finish this, by the way. I did ask you beforehand. Is <laughs> your back going to... I regret. You're like, yep, yeah, I'm a yoga person, I can cope with this. I was wrong. Well, that's quite you. I made a mistake. <laughs> And that's a good step that you've accepted <laughs> that you've made a mistake. But how did it make me feel? That's the next step. <laughs> Probably in pain. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good place to end it. So if we can impart one shared bit of therapy that you've learned, is even if you are deep in a feeling mm. or an experience, how is it? Ref- how are you reflecting on it? How is it making you feel? Because mm. that, as a single question, is quite mind-blowing. Yeah. Really, when you dig down. And also, just in any part of your day-to-day life, just put your hand on your like upper, lower stomach, mm. general abdomen area, and count how many seconds between your breaths, and then apply that when you need it. Yeah. It's a great, honestly, it's the best thing I've ever learned in therapy is that breathing. Job done. We can start charging now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be 15 pounds <laughs> a minute. 